Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Matt. Howdy. What are we doing this time? The Pax Stravaganza by name. Uh, yeah. I still, I still, I, I don't. You say I secretly love the name. I almost still don't like the name because I <laughs> hate the pun. But I couldn't think of what else to call it. That's eh, fine. So yeah, this this is going to be the bonus bonus episode of this week of Nate doing his hour plus long rant about <laughs> everything he ran into at Pax East, and me trying not to like fall asleep. Yeah, not because you're boring me, but because I didn't sleep well last night. So. uh Did you read the introduction the introduction I wrote? I did read it. Yes. I uh I'm going to go ahead and blitz through it. Stop if you have any questions. Stop. Just stop well, me and I I will answer everything. Okay. Well, right away I'm going to be I'll start like, with the first sentence. Yeah. It was a glorious time filled with holiday and bullshit and walking galore. I've heard the walking's nonsense. I don't think people really care to hear that. It's kind of like the technical okay. sides. Um what happened with Holiday Inn? So, Got Do they to, not live live up to the envoy? <laughs> I mean, they don't live up to the envoy. Let's be honest. But the envoy is, yeah, a okay. Ah, uh, the Holiday Inn that we were staying at. Okay, we got there at eleven ish in the morning. Okay, like that's when we got there. Because I was going to park the car there and then uh, subway into the convention. So I parked the car and I, you know. Why not, right? Checkouts at 11. Let's just see. Maybe they have a room that I can just check into now. Mm-hmm. So I go up. I'm like, hey, is there a chance I can check in? She's like, oh, well, we don't have any room ready uh, for you right now. And I was like, okay, cool. That's fine. Like, I'll be back later anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'll see you guys then. And she's like, okay. And we leave. Okay. Whole convention, yada, yada, yada. Get back there at 11.15, 11.30 at night. night. So, it's, I mean, 12 hours have passed. Yes. And I get back. I'm like, hey, so. Check it in. Check it in. And there's somebody, there's like another couple in the lobby. And I'm like, who knows? They could be going Uber. Yeah. They could be going out. Like, who knows what they're doing? And it wasn't until like later when I th- saw luggage with them that I kind of figured it out. And he's like, all right, well, uh, we're kind of getting a room ready. F- we're trying to get a room ready for you now. And my immediate thought is, wait a second. I'm 12 <laughs> hours later. How is there not a room ready and yada, yada? And so my my years of retail kick in. I'm not going to blow up on him. Yeah. Because there's a solid chance he showed up 20 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. 
and has and looked at the list and he's like, I still have how many people to check in? Shit. So I I don't I I've never worked in a hotel setting. Neither have I. I don't understand how that works. Like neither you do I. have X amount of rooms, you yep. can fill X amount of rooms. And you know when the people are coming. Yep. Why does the math not work out? So there? what ended up happening, according to what he said, is that people didn't check out that they were expecting to check out. People decided to stay an extra day. That which horseshit as it may be, happened. I get that, but at the same time, they I gotta don't be give like, a um, shit. yeah, like, they, get out. That's their job to be like, people are coming for these rooms. So yeah, we, we, you can't stay here. Yeah, like I, I wanted to give me the number of somebody that didn't leave. I'll get their bags packed and ready out of here in thirty minutes. <laughs> I'll go take care of the problem. But you know, I've I, we've got our years of yeah, we know retail in me where I'm like, this guy could very well have no idea and walked into this. Yeah, and so we go and we sit down at the table and. The other couple is just sitting there, too. And after a little while, I'm like, okay, they're in the same boat. Mm -hmm. They got here just before me. Same boat. They need a room. Mm -hmm. Behind us come a businessman. There's more. Mm -hmm. So a business guy shows up, and he starts lighting into him. You fucking kidding me? And going on. Yeah. And he's the guy behind the counter. Power to him. Wish I could remember his name. Plays it cool the whole time. Yeah, gets like annoyed at one point by in his way of expressing that he's annoyed is when they say something he goes, "Well, that's not very nice." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so then after that guy's there, out of the parking garage comes a, comes a family of three: mom, dad, and son, who were in town for a college visit. I think UB or somebody. All right, <laughs> dad and mom aren't having it. And then eventually, I think the son gets the I want to prove dad proud situation, and he thinks he can man up and start saying something. Oh, my God. So as this is all happening, eventually he gets the room for the for the very first two people. Yeah. And they, they go to their room. Kenny and I are still there. This has been 30 minutes at least. Okay. How, and, is, how is Kenny taking this, by the way? Not well. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to just kind of hold him in uh-huh. from causing problems. Like, yeah. I get it. It's frustrating as shit, and I'm annoyed. Yeah, your guys are tired. But I, I like, can't yeah. have him freak out and, like, fuck this up. Yeah. Because I know very well, screaming at people gets you nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, after a while, the guy, long story short, there's a lot of fuck yous going and thrown around, mostly by the people at the guy, who the guy has no choice. Uh at one point, the dad is on the phone with other hotels trying to find other rooms, which, I mean, PAX is there. Good yeah, luck. It's it's, and we're, you know. Without, luckily, you're going to pay out the nose. Luckily, you're on a there. Thursday night. So it's not like a horrible night. Mm-hmm. But PAX is in town. There's thousands of people. Yeah. Uh, and the guy behind the desk is doing the same thing. Like He's trying to find other hotels that they can put them up in. Like, they're going to pay for the room and pay for the taxi over there. Mm-hmm. But he's trying to find... Also, somebody that has an opening. Yeah. Which, if the guy finds one, it makes it harder for him to arrange the pay- the guy behind the desk to arrange yeah. the payment, yada, yada. But at one point, the guy's on the phone with some lady at the desk of another hotel, and something gets said by the counter, and you just hear, Yeah, fuck this! <laughs> the dad, It's the dad on the phone saying something to the guy behind the counter in our building, but the lady on the thought other was... end thought he was talking. So then that whole thing starts. 
and eventually we'll sum this up. He gets those two, the uh, business guy and the family into cabs and out of there right about five minutes before they're gone. I realize that there's a chance he found a room for us 10 minutes ago, but there is no way he can tell us that. Yeah. yeah. With those guys freaking out. Mm -hmm. So, which is probably why he's trying to get them out as quickly as possible. So at some point, Kenny and I are talking and he goes, did you see that? And I go, no, what are you talking about? He's like, he just stared over at me for like 10 minutes or for like 10 seconds, just like stared at me. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't know. I was like, but there's this chance that that might happen. Yeah. So they leave. And then he comes up to us afterwards, and he's like, I got you guys your room. I just got to use the bathroom real quick, and then we'll <laughs> go through everything. And, like, thanks for being patient, yada, yada. Like, I, you know, yeah. the the sound's awful to say it, but it's like, well, you know, I wish more people were like you guys, and yada, yada. I'm like, I, I just get it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I know screaming at you is not getting me anywhere. The only thing I would have started actually, like, being super frustrated with you with is if I had to go to a different hotel. Yeah. Which, at but, that point, it's like, uh, if they're going to... Yeah, if they're gonna figure it out for you, then it's just like this sucks. But like, but it just becomes a whole thing, and it was like, like fuck you guys. I don't give a shit if somebody didn't check out. Like, fuck off. Yeah, that's um, that's interesting. That's really interesting. I find it strange that they would that wouldn't happen. Envoy. Yeah, I know, right? I I just find it really strange that they would just yeah let that happen. So that was super annoying. Yeah. Uh, Continuing into the paragraph. Yeah, we ate late. That's where we stayed. Mm -hmm. We drank little. Kind of annoying, but also symptoms of where we stayed. Yep. Played a shit ton of games, both board games and video games. So, backing up, do you did you guys get up, like, because you weren't out late drinking and doing that, like, the type uh, of stuff? Did really. you get up, you just... Okay. Somewhere usually between, like, 9 and 10. All right. I just wasn't sure if it was, if it, you know, no. cycled back around to where you guys got no, up. No, because even though we didn't go so out, we were still getting back so late, and then we were... We're sports guys. So we were watching ESPN and we were mm. catching up on news and eating food, eating dinner that late. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, played a bunch of games. What did you guys do for video. breakfast? Uh, usually nothing. Nothing. Oh, Jesus. They, they did have a breakfast there, but it ended at 10 and there were times where we're like, Matt, we're not out of the room at 10. I would then, not have survived this trip. Listen, I can... I can. <laughs> I would have been like, well, we here's, need to get some Dunkin' Donuts. Well, that's like, the problem. If there's... That was the convenience of the envoy. Yeah. It's on the way to the center. Yeah. It's not the same where we were. So that's that's more getting into the what have I learned yeah. section that I did not write up. Okay. Um, so board games and video games. Uh, gained loot in the form of a bunch of drawstring bags, two of them that are right there. Uh, from Twitch and I think it's Southern New Hampshire University. Scarves from Blizzard, the Overwatch one, and the EMLS Cup, which kind of like the MLS Cup one. Yeah. I did buy my Roadhog Funko finally. It's hideous. Shut up. You'd love it. it you just hate the belly button. I I don't... What is it from? Overwatch. Okay. Oh, my God. I don't... I'm, uh, that <laughs> I'm like so out of Overwatch. Overwatch comic, which was just because I bought stuff from them. I bought three board games called Pixel Glory, uh, Gloom, the Cthulhu edition, and Epic Spell Wars of the Battle Wizards Melee at Murder Shroom Marsh. They all look interesting. The only one that I we haven't played is uh, Melee at Murder Room Marsh. We played the other two at, ah, okay. at PAX. Um, and then we spoke with a bunch of devs and played quite a few games that are going to be talked about now. So we'll start with the known quantities. Ones we've all known about. Just other things. Detroit Become Human. Was it there? Yes. Okay. Was it playable? Yes. Did we play it? No. Didn't want to. Long line? No. I mean, it was decently long line, but it was one of those where I was like, I don't, I don't want to play it. 
I've already uh, seen what okay. I think is yep. too much. Yep. I agree with you. I just, and especially once they're like 12 to 15 hours, I'm like, no, I don't want to. I If I'm going to play it, I don't want to know anymore. Like, leave me away. Uh, but holy shit, looked great. Looked stunning. So, yeah, power to them. Hmm. Monster Energy Supercross. Now, we've talked about this months ago. Yeah, I think we watched announced. a video. We did watch a video, not on the podcast, but we did watch it yeah. after. Um, and Kenny did drive for this playing. It looks great. That's Holy cool. shit, the controls, though. Really? You have to actually clutch shift. Oh, so it's like a sim? It's it's like a sim, but it plays better than a sim, if that makes sense. Okay. Like, when I think of a sim, I think of, like, downgraded graphics because it's trying to be super real-like. Mm-hmm. But it's super real-like while looking really good. Yeah, because I so, remember when we watched the video, they, like, straight up, um, like, mapped real yeah. tracks so you have to you have to clutch shift and you have both a front brake and a rear brake and you have to brake while coming out you know into a turn and then shift up rev at the right time do all this other stuff and get go like kenny eventually figured it out and it was driving fine but if he went off the track at all and hit the barriers game over hmm. he had himself up into 14th place but then he just kept dropping back down to the last part <laughs> last place uh but as much as i like those uh, dirt bike games and stuff like that. I, not for what their price is for me. Notable mentions of things we saw. Battle for Azeroth was there. Cool. When's the release date? November. They moved it now to August fourteenth. Oh, they moved it up. Yep, it was in September and they moved it up. Oh, cool. So, welcome to my August problem. And thank God because September has other things coming out, and then obviously we have Red Dead in October. Yeah. Uh. The Microsoft booth, big old booth. They had Sea of Thieves there. Oh, cool. Stuff like that. Uh, PUBG running. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was the Sony booth, more of that. They had a lot of their smaller titles on those like random screens that they normally have. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yakuza was on them. Soul Calibur Six was on a bunch of them. Um, whatever that donut hole game is. The, whole, the game where you are a hole and you just become bigger because you have to eat the map. Oh, yep. I know that's, you're that's about. on one of them. Uh, so there are a few there. They had their VR set up. Uh, Virtual Recality was there and a few others. Uh, so there was some cool stuff there. Uh, the Twitch booth. Uh, it's just everything you fuck you fly. Everything you think <laughs> of uh, with a Twitch booth. You know, giant nerds and streamers. Nintendo was there. Nintendo's booth had, uh, I believe, the new Donkey Kong port okay. of Tropical Freeze was there. Uh and Dark Souls was there as well. That was playable. There are a few other things. Discord had a booth there. Thought that was interesting. Yeah, it was just like is. another. It was another hangout session. The Square Enix had their big booth. They were pushing the new Final Fantasy updates and stuff, along mm-hmm. with the motocross and other things. Uh, Alienware tech booth, whatever. I feel Cors- like they're making a comeback. Alienware, yeah. yeah, I think so. Corsair shop booth, yeah. Um, no Logitech booth. Thought that was interesting. That is strange. Yeah, I just didn't. I, I didn't see one on the listing when I went looking for one. Yeah, uh, probably better because Kenny wants to freak out about his headset, and it was better to not have somebody there that doesn't actually know what he's talking about because they're all just vendors. <laughs> What's wrong with his headset? I don't know. He has the same headset I do, but his headset keeps having problems. Uh, it won't charge past like five percent. Yada yada yada. Hey, speaking of the Astro headset's actually been working really well. <laughs> <laughs> good, 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 good. Yeah. Uh, and Devolver had a big booth. 
I say big booth, not too big, but yeah, uh, they had six uh, PlayStations in it. Not the actual console that had six stations to play games at. Mm-hmm. I think technically a seven one because they had a big screen. Okay, uh, but we'll talk about that more later. Now the unknown quantities was like. Uh... Did you see any other hardware vendors like EVGA or any? any EVGA was there. Um, Just curious. I mean, the short answer is yes, mm-hmm. but unless you ask me specific ones, I can't. Yeah. I can't name you. EVGA, I know was there because I ran into their booth. Uh, I'm curious Lenovo, if they had Len- graphics cards. Lenovo or Legion was there. That you yeah. uh, I don't remember seeing any graphics cards for sale. Winning competitions, maybe. Yeah, but nothing for sale. Unknown quantities. We're going to start with one of my favorites. That's all I got. Why Why the Twilight Zone? Unknown, man. Unknown quantities. Okay. I figured he would have gone like, you know, deep space or something. Well, I could do like the next generation theme, maybe. Anyway, Graveyard <laughs> Keeper. Publishers Tiny Build, the dev is Lazy Bear Games. It's going to be coming out for PC and Xbox. And it's currently going to be an alpha. I think you can sign up for the alpha right now. Graveyard Keeper is a game that I... Why did I write this? Looking forward to, uh, to quote them, which is how they were advertising it, it is the most inaccurate medieval cemetery management sim of 2018. Sounds like a winner. Chicken I'm dinner. Totally in. I've been in since we saw the picture yeah. of this. Was it... Did you it play it? Play, it was, it playable? was playable. Okay. Uh, no, because every time I ended up at the booth, there were other people playing it. Mm-hmm. But I kind of watched over their yeah. shoulders. Just to get the idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, reminds me, obviously, of Stardew. Because yeah. it is pixely and stuff like that. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm excited to see how it finishes. Okay. And that'll be one where I might... Those new controllers you saw me buy? That yeah. might be a situation. Okay. Is it, does it have any sort of co-op play? Or is it just I believe it's player? all solo. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Outpost Zero. Also published by Tiny Build. Its dev is Symmetric. For PC and also in Alpha. Outpost Zero is a sci-fi first-person shooter with base building, resource management, and elements of survival. You play as an AI overseer sent from Earth, entrusted with the future of humankind and tasked with establishing a habitat that can sustain human life on a mysterious alien world. Sounds interesting. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Kenny Kenny drove that. Uh, It... Looks interesting, but because of how early it is, like the, it's super barren. Mm-hmm. You can see from the picture, it looks like you're on like a Mars situation, like a yeah arid climate type you thing. Are also in a world with other people, so there's survival from monsters, survival from people. Oh, okay, I get what you're saying. So you can team up with other people and stuff like that, but there's interesting ways around it um it's one that i'm not horribly high on mm-hmm. but it's also so alpha that who knows yeah It'll, it, we'll see where it goes. could go anywhere yeah some of the building on it was a little weird like kenny uh tried to build a ramp like he built a ramp to a foundation and off the foundation foundation block what they call the foundation block built another ramp but then couldn't put another ramp on that so then we got like super confused on how you have to build mm-hmm but that was just whatever. Uh, the next game is going to be Mage Quit. I have no idea who their publisher is. The dev is Bullcut Studios. Interesting name. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be out on PC, and it's in early access on Steam for nine ninety nine right now. 
give you the synopsis here. Mage Quit is a wizard brawling arena game where up to 10 players use spells and physics to do battle. As a wizard, you are granted a staff with a glowing D20, empowering you with unique elemental spells to battle your opponents. With every kill, your neckbeard and fame grow. Will you end as end up as Merlin or be forever cursed with peach fuzz? <laughs> Interesting. Cool mechanic so if when, it's like legit. When we saw this being played, they had 10 people playing. They had a five-on-five five fight going. And it looked chaotically fun. Okay. Um, It was a five-on-five five fight. The area was small. Like, it took up just the screen. Like, there was no... There, you're on, like, an island, and then you're surrounded by fire. Mm-hmm. So if you get pushed back or anything, you start burning... But you can you can make it back because you can dash and there's all these other spells and then you can customize like when the round ended or was the game ended whatever it went through each person and there was a list of spells that were like available to that team so you like you had four of this one spell two of this spell and like three of this. so you went through and you as that person then chose which one you wanted to take and went to the next person and so you could do things differently like you didn't mm-hmm. your team didn't all gain one spell you were still individually customizing yourself, even though you were playing in a team hmm. team environment. Interesting. Score still the same. It's uh, last time I looked, it was six three. Ooh, getting close. Um, so yeah, that it was one where it's like seven it'd be three. A, no, no, that's not the score. Yes, yeah, is it first one? Okay. First one's always score. Um, yeah, so it looks like it'll be a lot of fun. I just I have a problem with getting enough people to sit down. Yeah, that's. Um, I still think even though no online, even though it says, I believe there was online, but even though it says it's up to, it says it's up to 10. I think the way that the game was done, you could get away with even a one V one fight mm-hmm. up, up to two V twoing would be fine. Like I, the, it was small enough that I don't think lowering the number hurts anybody. Yeah. It wasn't like, Oh my God, now it's a one V one. And this map is so big that what are we going to do? Like, no, you could, Easily still fight it out because it was chaos. Yeah. There was dashing everywhere and spells just being flung around. And <laughs> they'll probably have some clunky uh, matchmaking. I'm I'm assuming as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. With a name like Bullcut Studios. <laughs> the sky's the limit. The sky's the limit. Next game is Maui Wowie Smash Up. Developers Exogen Studios. I say PC with a question mark because we played with Xbox controllers, but I'm pretty sure it's on PC. And I also wrote, pretty sure it's fake for a release date because the site has nothing and I can't find any information about it after like, I left PAX. That's interesting. It's not the only game on this list that's like that. Like, what do you mean you, it's fake? I, I just can't find anything about it. But it's playable? I, I played it. I say, I mean, it's fake. Like, I can't find anything about it. But I definitely played it and was horribly taught it by this small woman. So. Interesting. Uh, give you the. It's a really simple Smash style game that was not close to finished. Like, it definitely wasn't. Um, and it needs some, needs some loving care. So but, it's like super early development. Oh, yeah. But. Kenny and I sat there playing at least like six rounds of it. And what are you doing? I, I'm just hanging out. You grope in the chair? It's got like a weird lump on it. 
I didn't do anything to that chair. I don't care. I just since I took it from you. So whatever lump you put in it. Oh, you know what it is? Okay, I figured it out. Okay. The foam padding that's supposed to be here, like slipped behind. Oh, okay. Um But we played like six rounds of it. And it was fun. They just need to actually do something with it, like finish it. Or develop it. I mean one of the two, depending on how you want to look at it. You just need to make the game. <laughs> Yeah, and then as I wrote, uh, I'm pretty sure it's fake based on not being able to find anything about it or that the site that the business card I was handed on just like doesn't exist. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. Marchers is the next game. It's developed by Bandana Bandit Games for PC and no idea a release date because they're super early on. But Marchers takes place in a dark fantasy world at the onset of the apocalypse. The omens are here, the earth wilts, the dead march on the living. The bats are silent. The empire is consuming itself. You are a marcher convicted of a crime against the empire and have two choices. Death or the march. Take Choosing the march. Yeah. Choosing the march, you have accepted a futile quest to march eastwards far beyond chartered borders of the empire to source to the source of death and decay. There you allegedly find the great grail which is rumored to have the power to stop the oncoming apocalypse, but the truth is the march is just a slower death sentence. Few believe that the Great Grail exists, and fewer still believe it has the power to stop the end. You will fail in your quest, and even if you succeed, you're going to regret it. Well, that's dark. So this one was a 2D, like, top-down, old-school almost like D&D-esque where like you only see a little bit of the map and you're trying to adventure on and you're doing all these things. Mm-hmm. So a complete role-playing, old-school style game. I was just like, yeah, cool. See what it's about, see how it goes. But they were, yeah. so, they were so early on, there's you know not a ton to see. Yeah. But they, they had, every time we walked by, they had people there. There was never a time when I walked by and didn't see people. That's good. The, uh, the next one, we're going to go right to Dungeon Stars. Dungeon Stars is being published, I assume, by Riposte Games. Dev is Furnace Games for PC, and it will be out in early access on April 26th on Steam. Dungeon Stars is a mix of hack-and-slash RPG and an endless runner. You go deep, go deeper in the exciting dungeons. Wow, these people can't spell. Go deeper in the exciting dungeon levels from the multiple characters to liberate your fellow heroes and collect gold, potions, and loot to help you in your quest. Goblins are going to try to stop you, but make sure you are well prepared before entering a star portal. So it's an auto running to the right. You attack. There was some weird control. You attack with the left arrow. Okay. Which immediately weird. Yeah. Uh, but there were three. Uh, I don't remember if it was classes or weapons you could choose from. So there was water, fire, and poison. And based on which enemies you're fighting, that they they do double damage and stuff like that. So it looked interesting. But I'm probably going to pass. Just because I I don't have necessarily a problem with auto runners, but I prefer not to have an auto running. Prefer to play like a regular yeah, platform. Like side scroller or something. Like yeah. Action Squad Door Kickers. Publisher is Killhouse Games. Its devs are Pixel Shard and Killhouse Games. System is going to be on PC, and it's currently in early access on Steam. 
Door Kickers Action Squad is an old-school side-scroller action game that puts you in the role of a SWAT trooper and sends you to deal with the bad guys in various locales of Nowhere City, USA. Choose your gear wisely, then kick the doors down and face the outlaws. Master weapons recoil and time your reloads. Use distance and cover to your advantage. And most importantly, know your enemy and deal with him accordingly. And when it gets too hard, bring over a friend to help. Sounds interesting. Sounds good. So you can see by the picture, 2D. Yep. Um, side-scrolling uh, game, you get the like cross-section of a building, and you're going through that. Kenny and I had a ton of fun with this one. We played a co-op. Uh, I murdered, I think, three of the hostages <laughs> uh, the first time. Then I think he murdered the other ones the next time. But you, it, what they had playable there is that you chose from three different characters. And then within each of the ch- characters, they were also all customizable. So it's like, yeah, this character has access to these two types of guns and then these two types of things. And then they all have their own quirks and stuff like that. So you could actually, you know, like build up a, uh, a team of sorts. Okay. And then you went through and you cleared out the building. What happens if Save. you die? Uh, if you die, so they had bars. I don't know if they're in that picture or not. Uh, there are bars at the top of the screen. Uh, yeah, they're, yeah. Not, they're not in that picture, but there are bars at the top of the screen. Those are lights. Oh. There's bars at the top of the screen that okay. you were getting. I can't remember if it was just for killing or getting like points. And your, as your bar was filling, there were little icons underneath it. Mm-hmm. That is like where that icon was was that much energy to use it and that much energy. Would you get up to a point and you had to uh, revive to revive your friend? Okay. If you both die, then without the revive, it's mission over or whatever. But you can just load back up and go again. So it's not you know, not anything crazy. But it was it was uh, it was a ton of fun because you actually have to like kick down doors. It takes like three kicks to kick down a door. So they know you're coming essentially, uh, kind of, but. You kick down the door, and then it's just shootouts everywhere, and trying not to kill hostages was so hard, because my gun would just fire, like, up and down. That's why it's like, master your recoil. I'm like, and uh, hostages <laughs> on the floor, hostages dead, and I'm like, I don't I don't know. It's like, I tried, you know. I can't do it all. Kenny was not killing hostages. I was slaughtering them. What do you want? <laughs> the next game is Lightfall. Uh, developed by Bishop Games for PC and Switch. Looking to be out soon. Explore the forgotten world of Numbra. Do you have what it takes to survive in this perilous land? That's all it says. Now, you can see it's kind of vapor wavy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is a 2D side-scrolling platformer okay. that has mechanics. like you. So it's just jumping around. There's wall jumping. Like you can hang on to it and then jump up, but there's also you can when you jump into like just an open area, there's a block that appears underneath you. So you can, what are you doing? Come on now, right? So you can place. you can jump that way, like making your own platforms, mm-hmm. but only I think it's four times before you have to land on ground again to reset that counter. So it's just an interesting way to get around things and do uh, platforming. Still early, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's uh, it's an interesting concept of the building the platform situation. It reminded me of Ori. Okay, yeah. Kind of looking at that, not Ori, not the style, but just the way the movement was. Next one's gonna be Vroom Kaboom. I like the name. 
Vroom Vroom Kaboom. It's only one Vroom, but I wish it was two. Developed by Rat Loop Games for the PC, and it's going to be in closed beta soon, which I am currently signed up for and hope to get. Vroom Kaboom is a brand new type of gameplay experience. All right. We're, <laughs> clearly, first off, I stole these mostly from the game sites. Listen, I had fun playing it, but new type of game experience, I think we're stretching it. It's a tower rush with vehicles. Okay, so immediately you compared it to another thing. That doesn't yeah. mean it's a new type of thing. Yeah. Um, this game combines, once again, can't combine elements of something if it's new, combines elements from collectible card games, tower defense, and multiplayer online battles. You build, build the deck of vehicles and deploy them into battle against other players online. And guess what? It ends in destruction. With a wide variety of physics-driven vehicles, Room Kaboom is a mashup of emergent action gameplay and tactical choices, engage in 1v1, 2v2, or 3v3 battles, and even take the roads in our full-featured VR mode. And even better, choose from our three playable factions, each contain unique cars to collect, vehicles to drive, and environments to play in, and music to enjoy. Sounds like an interesting concept. So, tower defense with vehicles? Tower defense against somebody. Uh, the way it worked was you had your cards at the bottom, and they were like your attack cards, and there were a couple defense cards. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever played like a Clash of Clans or Clash Royale or the mini guns game that I've talked about before, you gain energy over time, and then you just can spend it to just dish out these cards to spawn these things. Mm-hmm. With this one, you're spawned rather than looking top down, you're looking from behind, like where your base is, and forward to their base. There are four lanes. The one we played, I played against Kenny. Beat him both times. But that's also (laughs) because his person didn't tell him anything, and my person was giving me all the tips. Uh, There's four lanes. So you place it initially, and then you can actually switch to that vehicle. Like You can switch your cameras around to which one you're looking at, and you can switch to that vehicle and swerve it into other lanes. There's like pickups and stuff, so you can pick up a bunch of sticky bombs, attach them to your vehicle, and then when you get to their your enemy's base, on the left ramp there or on the left lane, far left lane, there's a ramp, and on the far right lane, there's a ramp, both going into their towers. Mm-hmm. So you want to your idea is to get as many things down there to do damage to those things. So you can load yourself up with sticky bombs and then just launch your car into their tower. Mm-hmm. And once you take both towers, you win. And there's like I'm assuming defense ways to stop the car. Yeah, there's turrets and ramps and other things. And then if you collide with vehicles, like if a bigger vehicle collides into a smaller vehicle, the bigger vehicle wins and keeps going. Takes damage, obviously, but keeps going. Mm-hmm. If they're the same, they blow up, and so it can get entertaining. There's planes and buses and Humvees and motorcycles, and uh, Kenny at one point apparently got a pity scooter. It's like a moped that costs zero because he had no energy or something <laughs> weird like that. I was like, I didn't ever run into that, and he's like, Oh, well, it's because of this and this. And I was like. Yeah, no, I was just, he's like, I was wondering why I saw six vehicles coming at me at one point. I was like, I have no idea what what I was doing. She didn't explain anything to me. But I enjoyed it. It was a fun time. Sounds like a cool concept. Yeah, so you can see in the picture, that's one of the trucks that he did not swerve left or right because that uh, light rack on the top of the building is your health bar. Okay. So that's how you know how much damage you've done is when that goes out, it'll blow up. Nice. Nice. Next one is going to be Lonely Mountains Downhill. Lonely Mountains Downhill is on Kickstarter, developed by Mega Megagon Industries, 
for PC Mac Linux going to be in 2018. Now, what they say is just you and your bike take on a thrilling ride down an unspoiled mountain landscape and make your way through thick forests, narrow trails, and wild rivers. Race, jump, slide, and try not to crash all the way from the peak to the valley. I feel like I might have seen this one, but probably not. Probably something else. I'm, I, I don't. Maybe you did. Um, it's exactly what it looks like right there. So you're kind of you're on like an offset camera zigzagging down this mountain and doing all these courses. But it uh it looked funny and it looked to catch people that love like time trial things. Yeah. As exactly what they would want. Because there's your furthest time is how far ever down you get. How fast can you get down, you know, all that stuff. So it'll be It'll be interesting to see, uh, like, what it gets, because the other game that I didn't put on this list, but that was there, and technically a known quantity, was Descenders. Yeah, okay. Which was the downhill biking game. That's the one I've seen. Yeah, where it's actually behind, you're behind the bike and riding around. Yeah. That had a booth, and it was always going. Like, there were always people there playing. It's so random. Like, you wouldn't think that it'd be so popular. I'm thinking that this one... We'll kind of be in that vein of popular, but we'll we'll see where it ends up. Hi, Max. The next one is Super Daryl Deluxe, which, hey, we already talked about this this week. It's Dev is Dan and Gary Games for PC, PS4, and Switch, and it is out now. You are just destroying everything <laughs> with your tail. Cat's just like, fuck these water bottles. <laughs> I don't give a shit about your water. Um... You get to, as according to them, experience high school again in Super Daryl Deluxe, the last totally normal high school-themed RPG-vania you'll ever want. Interesting. it is a side-scrolling... You can see the art style. It's definitely interesting. Um, Super Daryl Deluxe. It's a side-scrolling fighter. Like, he... It's... uh, I don't even know how to describe it. But what we saw was this, like, comic style... And he's jumping up and swinging all these just stupid weapons, like giant axes and stuff. He's going through levels. and mm-hmm. Looked like it would be fun to just sit down and jam with for a little bit. You know, if I need another game on the Switch after I <laughs> try to beat Zelda. <laughs> after 100 hours of, of Zelda? I don't even know how much I'm in right now, but I, I feel like I haven't got anywhere. Um, Infectinator 3... Apocalypse. <laughs> this kid. <laughs> this kid. Infectinator 3 Apocalypse. Publishers Armor Game Studios. The dev was Toj Productions for PC coming out in 2018. Conquer the world one bite at a time. Infectinator 3 Apocalypse is a fast-paced simulation strategy game where your goal is to destroy humanity with your growing army of mutating zombies. Drop your virus into an unsuspecting population and watch the chaos unfold. Upgrade your virus, splice DNA, and unlock dozens of undead creatures with unique powers. Sounds great. Sounds like Plague. I like it. It's a lot like Plague, except that it's more personal. Yeah, it's more personal. So rather than just seeing the world map and going about it, you actually drop down into the town. And from within the town, you are dropping um, your those items. And, like, you can drop a cheeseburger that if somebody picks up and eats, they become a zombie. You're dropping zombies. You're dropping uh, an acid bucket. 
that spews acid. If people walk too close to it, they become zombie. So stuff like that. And you're going around trying to conquer the whole thing all while doing this upgrading of zombies and all that other stuff. Sounds ridiculous. Yeah. I, uh, I really liked it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Single player only. I'm assuming. I don't know how you do a multiplayer. I believe it was single player only, but it was still one of those ones where it's like, Oh yeah, I want a simple strategy game and not to have to really think much. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll make people zombies. Uh, let's see here. Eagle Island. Publisher Screenwave Media, dev is Pixel Mix, PC, and for 2018. With its falconry-based gameplay within uniquely generated worlds, Eagle Island is set to a beautifully modernized pixel art aesthetic and proves a breath of fresh air to the platforming genre. So the thing about this one is you can see it's clearly 2D platformer style. Yeah. But you have an eagle with you. Mm -hmm. That eagle has four forms it can take. There's a default one, and then there's three other like special forms. I don't know if they're damage specific. Like if you throw a fire eagle at, obviously ice, it does more or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you only have a limited number of use of those ones. But you have like as you're jumping around, this eagle's right over your shoulder, and then that's what you use to defeat enemies in the level. You throw the eagle at it, <laughs> and it like you know it does its cons, <laughs> pecks it or whatever, and comes back to you. Uh... So. You can just throw it, it'll attack and come back to you. So that's how you get through the, the fighting style level. Which was interesting to not actually make it your person. Yeah. And you can make it have like a ranged yeah, attack. Yeah. Sounds interesting. Kind of looks like uh, Sonic. Like the aesthetic. A little bit, yeah. Um, there's another game I was going to ref. Yeah, I don't remember. I was going to say kind of Celeste, but... Okay. Um, Spirit Sphere DX. From Fabraz. For the Switch in 2018. They are proud to publish. Oh, no, shit. So, Safari Fabraz is the publisher and Eden and Eden's Horns, Hoons for uh, Game Spirit Sphere DX exclusively to the Nintendo Switch. One part tennis, other part magical beatdown, play solo or compete with friends by battling across fantastical realms and unleash the power of the Spirit Spheres. Travel across the mystical kingdom as Lynn in single player to rescue her sister Taya and face the nefarious Baphomet before it's too late, or get one to three friends and play a few rounds of competitive Sphere Smashing. Spirit Sphere DX comes with a staggering amount of modes, including a squash mode, boss mode, ghost mode, vertical hand-to-hand mode, and more. So the cool thing that was about this one is we saw people playing it on vertical hand mode, Mm -hmm. which was turn the switch sideways. I grab one controller, one Joy-Con that's attached, and you grab the other one, and we play that way against each other. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And it uh, simplistically was Pong. Mm-hmm. It complicated was everything it just said. Yeah. Where it's Pong, but it's not. It's much more. There's a lot more going on. But it was the two-way vertical that seemed really cool of like, yeah, I can just grab my Switch, put it here, and then you grab one end, I grab the other, and just go to town. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Uh, let's see here. Phantom Doctrine. Publishers Good Shep Entertainment. Dev is Creative Forge Games. It's going to be for PC and should be out in 2018. Can you just not, Max? <laughs> cat being cat. Set in 1983 during the Cold War, Phantom Doctrine is an alternate history thriller in which le- players lead the Cabal, not from Destiny, a secret organization dedicated to fighting a global conspiracy committed to controlling the world by pitting world leaders and nations against one another. Sounds like uh, current events. <laughs> uh, political joke throughout secret missions classified files investigations and enemy agent interrogations peel off layers upon layers of a sinister plot and save the world from a somber future if you can so picture wise i don't know if that's too small for you or if you can see it bigger on yours um picture an XCOM, mm-hmm. but humans mm-hmm. not aliens okay and actually, in the corner, they have like real faces, similar to this war of mine, where you actually your people actually have faces. Yeah, all same way. You also have actual faces, but it is it is XCOM in the style of grid, sh- you know, strategy shooter. You have abilities, you have your chance to hit, so you get that like over the shoulder camera angle where he fires the gun and you see the damage happen, and then goes yeah. back, you know, back goes back into cover and stuff like that. So it was one that I'm like, I hope this does well. And I hope it doesn't screw me over if I play it like XCOM always did. <laughs> XCOM's like, oh, yeah, I'm standing from me to you away, which for reference is about four feet, maybe five. Seven, oh, you missed. 80% chance to hit. Miss, miss, miss. You're dead. <laughs> <sighs> so frustrating. But it looked really cool. That was the booth I was talking to you about earlier off the air where... Uh, I was standing next to a cone, and people were like, do you work here? Do you work here? Do you work here? I'm like, no, people. I'm just standing here. Stop asking me. You just look so official. I don't think I do. <laughs> City of the Shroud. You know what it is. It's when you are when you are standing somewhere, and you're, like, spectating. You 
you have this like look that you're like I hope you don't mean me specifically. I do. I do mean oh, you specifically. Okay. Where you're like surveying and like I don't want to say judging, but like you're I'm probably judging. <laughs> yeah, like you have this look like you're performing Overwatch on minions or something like that. Like you're I, I don't know how to explain I do it. do that a lot. I don't I don't know how to explain it. It just it just looks like you're you're like making sure everything's happening the way that you want it to happen. Weird. So like it's people al- it's are just like, like a, it's almost like I have a weird god complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like people are probably like, oh that guy's in charge. He's making sure everyone's doing stuff like that they're supposed to be doing. Like yeah. he's got this look where he's like Yeah, he yeah, he's in charge. Yeah, I run the whole thing of hacks. <laughs> I just stand at the top of the escalator like, yes, everything's going according to plan. <laughs> I like what I see here. <laughs> you down by the blizzard booth. Move to the left. Thank you. We'll test it next year. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll make you stand in random spots, and we'll see how people that react. Would be really funny if I just stand next to certain booths and just be like, mm-hmm. "Yep." I'll just make you wear like khakis and like a button-up with like a sport jacket. I don't even wear that. I'll just wear a t-shirt with some publisher name on it. Yeah, that'd be a good. One. Yeah, we'll just do something. Yeah, <laughs> watch every publisher get mad at me. All right, we'll get back to you guys next year on that. Yeah, you got one year to hear about this. City of the Shroud from Abyssal Arts Limited for PC in 2018. The story has only begun and the players will finish it. Your choices and the choices of every player will drive a living story and determine the fate of the city of Iskendrun. Paired with an explosive real-time combo-based battle system, your decisions will change the story forever. Choose your allies wisely. I just like hearing the game summaries like in rapid fire like this. It makes me realize how like they just they're just not a lot of them just kind of like BS it. Yeah. Like it's just like, oh, God. So that one, as once again, you can see people on listening to this can't see. But uh, once again, grid style, uh, they don't have the combat wheel up. The combat wheel is something I don't understand because it says combo base, but it's like spinning around in a wheel and you have to hit buttons at the right time. But I don't know what determines where the needle actually goes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, interesting one there. Volantia, Kingdom in the Sky. That sounds like a freaking Studio Ghibli movie or something. Yeah. <laughs> Dev is Tangled Mess Games for PC, hopefully in mid-2018. You transport yourself to a lush kingdom in the sky. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. We'll never want to guess that. Mm. <laughs> As you create, explore, build, and optimize a thriving new ecosystem amongst the clouds. Amidst the lush green punk landscape, rotate and conjoin fragments of land onto your floating island to stabilize it and stop it from crumbling to its demise. So Interesting. Think Civ. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. That's yeah. what I try to preface it with. Uh, hexagonal tiles mm-hmm. and they have resources on them but you have i don't know is it in this picture uh no it's not so you start out with like one thing but there's conduit islands that have this specific thing on them and in order for you to not fall out of the sky you have to expand towards those and connect them to your main hub okay and that's what keeps you stable Every so, every few minutes, maybe it might be kind two minutes. Like, it's like settlers of Catan, kind of. Uh, kind of. Um, every like two minutes, roughly. You don't skip so far ahead in the dock that you forgot what you were talking about. <laughs> um, you 
gain new map tiles. So like you have your default one, mm-hmm. and then every so so many times it says like new tile discovered, and then you can spawn that tile in and choose where you want to put it on your island and rotate it around yeah to see where you want to fit it and do all this stuff to reach towards ones so it was cool i mean we probably played for 15 minutes or something oh kind of like one of those games where you can just mindlessly it's get just a lost chill yeah. yeah um like the resource stuff was easy there's a research tree and it was it was a very it was a simple way of strategy games where it's like just relaxing like yep do this do that all right do this move that you're uh your baseball game's getting a little interesting. Oh shit! It's eight to six. Yeah. The. Uh... All right. We'll see. We'll see. They're yeah. still up. Yeah. Like I said, this is the part where I kind of get scared because I'm like, like Yankees pitching, and I'm like, yeah, Yankees pitching. It ain't that fun. Like, well, that was the thing. Was uh, the what just happened was it was so poor pitching. Yeah. <laughs> it was. It was like eight. Four and then it very quickly became. Yeah, I say six. poor pitching. I mean, when they lost fourteen to one, it was a combination of bad pitching and then also just no runs being produced, like yeah. one run, and it was only on a solo home run. But anyway, that's baseball. We're not talking about. That. <laughs> uh, I wrote German entries. Yeah. Now German entries. I'm going to let you do this one. Now I know you have no idea what oh, I'm going to be talking okay. about. All right. All right. But this is the German en- German entries sheet. Now you'll see inside that there. One of them is. Where is it? Where is it? One of them is Lonely Mountains Downhill on the bottom left. So that one we've already talked about. Yes. So that one we don't need to. Okay. But this uh, this was a... Now, whether you want to do all of them, you want to do ones you see, that's fine. I'm not worried about it. But this was the interesting thing. This had an entire booth to itself. It was the Transatlantic Gaming Summit booth. A bunch of German developers that brought games over to show off. Okay. So are there any that jump out to you based on what you saw? Looking at that right there. Okay, let's see here. Uh, Lost Embers. Well, I'm just going to kind of breeze through them real quick. We got Lost Embers, which is uh, Moon Eye Studios. Uh, breathtaking, breathtakingly beautiful world holds the secrets of its past for you and your companion to uncover. Play any animal you meet to see the world from a new perspective. And chase your destiny in the exploration and adventure, Lost Ember. Interesting. Chase that destiny. Chase that destiny. I like the concept of the uh, the animal switching. That's kind of cool. Uh, tiny tanks. That's probably pretty straightforward. Uh, Cubaverse. Cubaverse takes you on a challenging adventure through a vibrant galaxy of planets based on the magic cube. Twist segments of the planet and everything that is on them to solve tricky puzzles. All right, sounds interesting. That's basically Fez. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah. Hitchhiker, a mystery game set along lost highways. You're a hitchhiker on a strange journey, unable to remember who you are or where you're headed. Something in your recent past has stolen your memory. But Chloroform. What? Yeah. <laughs> chloroform. <laughs> Doesn't it smell like chloroform? Ooh, is this a timely insert? Orwell, ignorance is strength. Now, Orwell's been around before. Okay. Whether or not ignorance is... So here's what I got to say about that. I can't... Orwell 2, like there's, you know, quote unquote season 2. Okay. Uh, because they kind of do it in seasons. Ignorance is strength might be the the second season. Maybe like what the title of it is. Maybe. Um, because I have Orwell 1 on my computer. All right. 
So what it says is Orwell, Ignorance is Strength is the follow-up to the award-winning surveillance thriller Orwell. Okay, so yeah, it's season two. The game takes on the topic of misinformation and fake news in a post-truth world. I love that that is a thing. Post-truth world. We've gone past truth. Um, We've gone too far. (laughs) We've gone too far! We We know too much. This is a Pablo Francisco joke! All right. His taco stand. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, they're taking Uh, my tacos! (laughs) Get in the chopper. Get in the chopper. We like... Switch, we we derail so hard, like way too much. <laughs> oh yeah, that's our problem. Switching gears. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Aesthetics. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, those are. Yeah, let me skip the rest of them. Uh, so I'll give you. I'll give you a little bit on the more on the Orwell. So we got. I played like maybe an hour of season one. Okay. I think I played episode one of season one. Like they just, they release them as a whole, but they, there's episodes, whatever. All right. Um, that all tie together. You are in episode one. You are like this person that works at this firm that has Orwellian capabilities. You can see all these papers and these reports and you can go into other people's computer, like citizens computers and see chat dialogues that are happening. And you have video camera shots of accidents that happened and stuff. And you're, like a bomb, the first one's like a bomb goes off somewhere, and you have to figure out who did the bomb, yada yada yada. But you choose, like you go through, and it's like okay, so now choose which information you're going to give to your superior to make the right arrest. So you can make the wrong arrest if you really wanted to by giving them wrong information. Yeah, so you like can you like wanna... manipulate the system basically. Yeah. So it it really leads itself to a really weird story. Okay, that sounds interesting. Yeah, it's up it's up there in my list of huh. Yeah, I mean, there's some, it, there's definitely some interesting stuff in here. What catches my eye is that the um, the little thumbnails that they provide, uh-huh. they're all very like unique. They 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 look very unique. Yeah, whether it's like concept art or that's actually like what the game looks like or that's just the cover or whatever. Yeah, and I think if you're curious to look at any of these, I think you can Google Transatlantic Gaming Summit 2018, and it'll probably give you a rundown of them all. Yeah. That's a cool concept, though. Is that something they've done in years past, or is this new? Uh, they might have done something like it in years past, but this is the first time I remember seeing it. Like, actually, it being a booth of its own, if anything. Yeah. They, but they, like, they might have been in the Indie Mega booth before, but this was not in there. It was on its own. Hmm. Sentinels of Freedom. It's on Kickstarter. It's from Underbite Games. Sentinels of Freedom is a turn-based... No shit. We've already done like 10 of those, right? <laughs> turn-based digital tactical game inspired by the upcoming Sentinel Comics, the role-playing game. Designed by Critical Hit Studio in conjunction with Christopher Battle of Greater Than Games. Prepare for a story-driven campaign featuring writing from Sentinel Comics creator, yada, 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 with a Sentinel... Blah, blah, blah. What seems like a typical bank heist reveals itself to be just the tip of a much more sinister plan. Create your hero, lead your team, and save the world. Now, you might know that there is Sentinels of the Multiverse and whatever. It's yep. a board game that mm-hmm. a certain friend of ours jerks off to. <laughs> uh, that This will probably be right up his alley. They're, it's, I believe, in the same universe. It's the same uh, style and everything. So. Next one is going to be Mercenary Kings Reloaded Edition from Tribute Games for PC, Xbox, Switch, PS4, and Vita. 
hitting everybody. Yeah. In this frantic 2D action game, you are a part of the Mercenary Kings, the most skilled team of warriors for hire on Earth. But when your comrades have fallen and the fearsome forces of Claw have seized an island-wide top-secret laboratory base. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, Dexter. You must do what it takes to stop them all, my laboratory. (laughs) But you're going in unprepared. Your backup is made of a crew of rogue geniuses and experts of their field, able to craft and customize guns and blades or upgrade body armor. You've never been this ready to join the fight. Whether it's solo or up to four friends, it's time to choose your favorite mercenary to cut down Claw and save the world. See, they missed it. They should have said clip the Claw. I know. I, I was thinking of like clip the Claw or like, you know, something other, like, other yeah. dumb puns like Pax Travaganza. So, yeah, uh, 2D team up similar. It reminds me of Broforce, but it's not as. Hard? simplistic well um, was broforce the hard one i don't think so no there was one that was hard oh that was hell divers oh yeah hell divers oh. <laughs> hell divers just resulted in us dying to our teammates too much from turrets and not ducking but uh you know broforce was the side strong one where we were chuck norris and everything just yeah. blowing everything up yeah. that only got hard when you blew up 90 percent of the map and didn't realize you couldn't walk anywhere after that but that that one looks cool. It'll be, I might definitely try to jump on that one. Uh, and that's one where it's like the USB controllers work perfectly. Flint Hook. Also from Tribute Games. Did I just say Tribute Games? Well, this might not be from Tribute Games. I might not have actually redone my research. I think it is, though. Also for PC, Xbox, Switch, and PS4. In a galaxy filled with scoundrels and miscreants, everyone seeks treasure and riches. No shit. Like, come on. Yeah, of course. That's, that's world. That's where you're supposed to do it. When a malevolent treasure hunter catches my phone going into power saving, <laughs> treasure hunter hatches a sinister plan to unleash an ancient evil to threaten the cosmos itself. Flinthook, the galaxy's smallest but toughest pirate, zips into action. <laughs> Be ready to jump, uh... zip, and blast around the meanest fleets the galaxy has to offer. Whether using time slowing powers or his trusty Blasma pistol, I don't. Okay, what's what's Flint a Blasma pistol? I don't know. It's probably a plasma pistol that just has more blam in it. <laughs> Flint Hook is ready to take on all the pirates, steal treasure, and save the galaxy itself. Now you can see because I put a GIF in. Yeah, I did see the GIF. The GIF he has. I don't. I believe you can just jump a little bit, but he has his movement is controlled by a hook. That he can hit onto rings and yank himself up and around and stuff. So the this is probably a definitely not me situation, like not me game. Yeah, but yeah. I do really like the idea of having the different movement in a two D platformer like that. It yeah, it's definitely, it, it's, it's different. It's unique. It's actually different. Sleep tight from We Are Fuzzy, PC and Switch. Hopefully for twenty eighteen. Build the ultimate pillow fort. Walls to protect you and turrets to fight for you. Repair and upgrade them each day to keep your defenses in top shape and ready to handle whatever the monsters in night may bring. See, this is a good concept. This is some top quality concept here. Yeah, so you're playing, you're playing top down on the floor. You, I mean, on, not on the floor, but you're looking down at like a bedroom floor. You're building up this base around you. And then at night, monsters come at you. So during the day, build up, build up, build up. Night is your tower defense section back to day repair build up uh according to the guy that was talking to us there are pixar animators 
that worked on this. Really? So it has like a very it has a Pixar feel. Oh. Because it's their art style. What do you want? But that they worked on that, and I was like, it looks really good. There was a moment where we saw somebody playing it who had maybe four or five turrets in his base. I think four. Mm-hmm. And between him shooting and then once somebody just showed up, those turrets just rained hell on them. It, it was it might as well have just been rail guns all just pointing beams at this guy, and he just obliterated, gone. So it was interesting. It was fun to see. I'm always down for a tower defense game. Oh, oh yeah, always. They're always fun. I I gotta find a good one for my phone. You know what they would be fun to do? Record yeah. of us sitting on a couch playing yeah, tower defense I, game. I, I give behind that. I have a tower defense game on my PS4. Which one? Tower Defense 2, I think. Ooh. Did you ever play... All right. Well, was grid, is it Grid Defense, maybe? It, it might be, be Grid Defense, grid defense too. too. I'll sidetrack us a little bit. Did you ever play Bloons? No. You never played Bloons Tower Defense? No. Oh, man. I got something to show you after this. <laughs> King of the Hat, also on Kickstarter, from Hieroglyphic, not spelled how you think, on PC in 2018, hopefully. It is a hat-based game in a hat-based world about a hat-based TV show where hat people are forced to fight for the safety of their hats. A super dynamic multiplayer experience that pits your hats against your friends. Hats. I appreciate that they just wrote hats because that's exactly how I would do this. (laughs) If I just said the same word over and over again. So you are in a a quick 2D, you know, smash melee, whatever, screen. Yeah, with what's the score? It's uh, it's eight okay, six. We're in the bottom of the just, ninth. All right, they're having a rough. They had a, they're having a rough go. All right, well at least we're in the bottom of the ninth now. Yeah. So well, they got the they never mind. Don't worry about it. It's right. just they I, didn't deliver on their oh yeah on their up at bats here. That's perfect. I don't need those. Well, I mean they didn't deliver to put more runs on, but as long as we still have yeah. the lead and yeah. potentially one of the greatest closers is in right now. Yeah, you know they can't throw a strike. Uh. <laughs> You guys want to hear baseball talk, right? <laughs> um, so you're on like a smash stage of, you know, just platforms. Mm-hmm. We were playing uh, with four people. And you are whatever the character is. I played as the washing machine that you see there. And you have a hat. Now. Is your hat a, a basket of clothes? On that, on that specific one, yes. You can throw your hat. But if somebody lands on your hat, the entire thing is if they land on your hat, like you want to jump on people. Mm-hmm. If they land on your hat, that's what kills you. So if you just throw your hat, they can just run over and land on your hat. And there's a bunch of other little mechanics mm-hmm. in it too. But it makes for like a crazy situation when there's just everybody's jumping around. And it's like, it, I like the idea that there's more than one way. Don't, don't. I'm going to turn it off if you keep doing this to me. <laughs> they struck it out and everyone's pissed. <laughs> I don't care if they're pissed. Screw them. Uh, I'm a great team. I'm rooting for gray. Let's go team. Uh, so yeah, it, I was like, all right, cool. A different way to have a fighting game. Yeah, it's interesting. It, it kind of like, uh, it, I feel like it's going to end up in the same vein as um, Gang Beasts. Like, uh, yeah, it could. Like I, a, I think that could. Uh, the other, the cool thing, and I don't think it's, it's uh, indicative to the game at all, but we played it with GameCube controllers. That's weird. He had four GameCube controllers running into a USB hub into his computer. Yeah, I've seen the hubs before. Yeah, I didn't I know. Like, That's pretty cool. I remember when they came out; everyone made a big deal out of them. They were it like, was oh, it was fun to hold that controller again. They're like I have them upstairs, but I don't play my GameCube. So yeah, I could, I could leave all that, all that Nintendo nonsense. 
whatever. Matthew. Hey, Last Peter. year, the nightmare. Yeah, I see that. The, yeah, you know, there's nothing killer. there. Yeah. Um, last year, the nightmare. According to everything that I saw, and I unknowingly, I, I didn't know this going in. Uh, it's been around for a while. I think it was mm-hmm. on Kickstarter, and it might have failed on Kickstarter, but now it's back. They had a big old booth. It is in the vein. I, of, I find it interesting that the whole idea of Kickstarter is to succeed. Is to gauge, like to succeed, but partly it's to gauge interest. You know what I mean? Like if if a project doesn't get funded. Then there isn't that there is an interest in that project, or they ask for way too much. One of the two, exactly. So like, it's the concept that someone went on Kickstarter unsuccessfully, but then yeah, I don't know if it was unsuccessfully or if they succeeded, but then you never heard anything for so long, and now they're, they're back. back. Okay. Yeah, right. it was it was something along the lines for most of the news stories. But last year, the nightmare is uh, similar to Dead by Daylight or Friday the Thirteenth okay. or uh, not Evolve, but you you are a one v four situation. Mm-hmm. You're in like a high school trying to get out. That's kind of cool. It looked it reminded me of Left for Dead initially, and mm-hmm. until I heard like the one v four thing. So like take Left for Dead, yeah, and put it with the idea of Friday the Thirteenth, and that's kind of the aesthetic that it had to it and the feel. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, we can watch a video on it later to actually really show you it, but it was it was pretty cool. Mowing and throwing. I don't know about this. The name, the title is like I don't know for some reason. Mowing and throwing is also on Kickstarter. It's from House Pixel. It's on PC. Hopefully out soon. Team up in this four-player couch cooperative game as you control gnomes to frantically mow grass. The team that trims the most wins. It's like reverse Splatoon. <laughs> During this lawn manicuring match, items drop from the sky, and you can pick up and throw a gasoline can at your lawnmower to refuel or hurl fertilizer and rocks onto your opponent's yard to make their grass grow and sabotage their process. So there's one person on the mower, mm-hmm. and there's the other teammate just running around. That sounds good, actually. So I, you're I'd trying like to the... sabotage things, and the map is two-leveled. So... There's like one L and there's another L mm-hmm. and there's grass on both the lower level and the upper level, but the upper level goes up and down. Okay. So, so you, you got to only get to it at certain yeah. points. Um, and it became just chaos. Like people were whipping things everywhere. There was one guy that was, it, I, I feel like it's going to end up like the, that cooking game. Overcooked. Yeah. yeah. Overcooked. Uh, except this one's competitive instead of cooperative, but it reached like the, one of the guys on the lawnmower was throwing something at the other guy on the lawnmower and like stopping him or stalling out his progress or something. And every time he'd get on the lawnmower and try to go again, he would just hit him with something else. Oh. And he was just getting schooled so hard. But it was it was it was fun to watch and it was a silly concept that seemed like it would be pretty good. I hate running backwards. Don't we all? Sometimes. From Devolver Digital. Also from Binks Interactive and Crow Team. On the PC, out soon. I'm gonna sneeze. God bless you. <laughs> I hate you. Too early. It's I hit hate you in the middle of the night. You're gonna be sleeping. All of a sudden, you're gonna be like, "Hate you!" And you're like, "Fucking man, damn it, man!" <laughs> I hate running backwards. Is a never-ending, adrenaline-packed shoot 'em down roguelite that puts the emphasis on destruction and fighting never-ending waves of enemies while time-traveling through procedurally-generated worlds. 
Jesus. Why is it what makes it time travel? I don't know. Okay. What we played, we just played like one level. And normally in your like scrolling runners, the entire thing is that you're playing it from the bottom of the screen. Yeah. And you're just shooting and picking up object, you know, picking up power ups and then shooting towards things that are coming. This is the reverse. Is the easiest way to put it. You play at the top of the screen and you're still scrolling up. So that's why you're running backwards because you're shooting down. And everything's coming chasing at you from after the you. chasing after you from behind. So you're running through and picking up objects. There's an ability to like do a, a whirlwind move to destroy environment to get like a, a chance at getting a heart out of it to heal yourself. There's power ups, but you're firing down, running up, and there are things that can kill you up above sometimes. Oh. So you don't want to just sit at the top. Uh, but you don't want to, yeah, because you don't want to be too close. So it, it balances it pretty well. The map we were playing, and then when you get far enough, far enough through the level, there um, is a is like a boss fight, mm-hmm. and it was pretty cool. We were playing it uh, in kind of like a desert level, and at one point, a bull just comes running through like the top of the screen and kills both of us. And we're like, I did not see that coming <laughs> at all because we were just both so far up. The game was like, you guys are doing too well. Yeah. Uh, and then at one point it made us like navigate through a minefield, like it dropped a minefield and only gave you one path. So you're both trying to run backwards still, but like through this minefield, like navigate the one path they give you. And it was a, it was a fun co-op experience. Sounds quite interesting. The Swords of Ditto, also from Devolver, from One Bit Beyond for PC and PS4, out next week, April twenty fourth. Swords of Ditto is a compact action RPG that creates a unique adventure for each new hero of legend in the relentless fight against the evil Mormo. Ex- I almost said Mormon. <laughs> it's probably what they were going for. <laughs> uh, explore a delightful but dangerous overworld, brave menacing dungeons, and improve your hero in a charming village during your quest to overcome the evil play- evil that plagues the island. Unleash the mystical sword of Ditto and grab a co-op friend for an unforgettable adventure filled with delightful characters, extraordinary loot, and heroic battles. So, I don't know if this strikes the same chord with you looking at that picture. Does that not look like something on Cartoon Network? It does. It does look like That's exactly what like my art style went to in that. It's like, man, that looks like a lot like something on like Cartoon Network. But it looked like a ton of fun. You played two-person co-op and you picked up items and that uh that screen is your is your main style screen so you're isometric 2d running around and mm-hmm. doing stuff and i was like looks pretty cool be interesting to see yeah once again co-op. i like i like the theme of uh co-op going on there was a lot of co-op this year plunder panic is the last game on this list and the main reason why i bought two usb nes controllers oh damn hype plunder panic is from michigan state university that's interesting. That's what I thought. For PC and PS4. And comes out next week on April 24th. That might not be true. Okay. I might have just left the table the same from before. It might only be out on <laughs> PC. Anyway. Plunder Panic is a swashbuckling 12-person multiplayer arcade game where two rival crews battle for supremacy on the high seas. Defeat the enemy captain, scuttle their ship, plunder enough booty, or end up shark bait and Davy Jones is a locker. So, I'm seeing the screen here. It's like a you, like a level, 
running around fighting each other and like a what's the word I'm looking for? Like um I don't know, like a Super Smash Brothers type thing, Super Smash Bros or kind of. worms or something. Um the easiest way I can describe it is also the hardest way I can describe it. Because I doubt you know what I'm about to say. Do you know the arcade game Killer Queen? No. Kenny does, and he's played it down in Carolina. There's only a, like a handful. I say a handful. It's probably under 100 cabinets that exist in the wild. Okay. Um, I learned about it from somebody. I was reading like their top something favorite games of whatever, either barcade games or what, and Killer Queen is on there. Okay. And Kenny loves it. But it's that same thing where you have that many people huddled around cabinets, two cabinets like next to each other. And you're doing the same, like you're trying, you're, it's a battle game. So it's just, people are screaming. He He's telling the stories of he's down in Carolina and they're just throwing money into the center of the machine. So that way everybody just stays on. Like they're not even putting it in. There's just, just a pile of money. So people just keep going. <laughs> you have player one on each team is the captain. Captain has a limited amount of lives. And that's why that's one of the ways to win. You take away that captain's lives. Mm-hmm. They take two hits to kill. Um, the other way is you have a treasure chest each team in your near your crow's nest. Mm-hmm. And there's gold that spawns on the platforms that are in the middle there. You run out, grab the gold, run back, put it in the chest, put enough in, you win. Okay. Uh, it's like best of nine or something like that. So uh, they're reasonably quick matches. Yeah. The other and the bottom of that picture, you'll see a rowboat. Mm-hmm. You can go down and get in the rowboat. If you row the boat over to theirs and blow it up, you win. And then if you fire enough cannon shots, there's a cannon usually in the middle of the map somewhere. You pick up a cannonball, run up, put it in there. And it'll fire on the other enemy ship, and you do that enough times, you win. Interesting. So it's you as the captain with a bunch of your crewmates. Your crewmates are running around trying to pick all this stuff up. You're trying to run. Cause you're, I was going to say, is it 12? It's 6 for 6? Yes. Yeah, so it's yeah, like it, become, it becomes hard to play with like, oh yeah, I'll show you this, and like you and I would just play like that doesn't work. Yeah, but it's that's why it's perfect in a bar setting or like an arcade setting. The it, chaos that must happen. Is- oh yeah, because you I, there was a point where I had a, I had the controller on my thigh button mashing because I was racing against somebody else in the ship. Mm-hmm. One of their guys jumped in with me, so he's rowing and I'm rowing, and I'm just trying to row faster than him just to keep it going. <laughs> uh, Kenny and I were undefeated on that. We played it twice, won both times. We lost like rounds, but we won the match. Mm-hmm. Were you guys um, the only like no duo playing? Uh, not at one point. I think the first time we might have been. So I feel like that'd not be a huge time. advantage in this game. It is, but we didn't communicate anything. Oh, okay, there were just times where we would, you would just yell obvious things like, "Okay, they're close to gold," or "They're stealing our all our gold." Because you can run and take the gold off the platforms and put it in your chest. You can also run over to their chest and take gold out of that. Or you can pick up gold and go down. There's on each ship. There's a shopkeep, and give him the gold, and he gives you a sword. Oh, well, I so then you that. start trying to fight. Yeah, but the only person that matters if you kill is the captain, and captain default starts with a sword. Captain can't pick anything up or do anything else. He's just out there running around to kill and not get killed. So it gets chaotically fun. Oh yeah, it it was it was a ton of fun, and we were playing with old with just a D pad. Start, select, BA. That's it. Good old USB NES controllers. Yeah. Sounds good. I'll give it a shot. It was a fun time. But that's, that's uh, I say that's all I got. I mean, that's probably, what, 40 games we just went through? 
There's a lot. I mean, the indie indie games are definitely. I don't even know. Can you? Well, they have developers. Do we consider that they're indie games? Right? They're all indie games. Yeah. No, they're all still indie games. They're not. They're not AAA based on, I believe, like association and money. Yeah. So there's a lot of indie and I, games. There was there was rumors that it was. I, I say rumors. Some people also try to qualify it as like studio size. Yeah. Um, they win. They did win. Woo! Go Yankees. Um, what was I gonna say? Indie, uh, indie yeah, indie games. So, like, what is interesting is like, n- not all the games on that list are like, you know, I'm not gonna like every game on that list, but they ne- all seemed different enough to where like it's a good variety. Yeah, and there, and that's still saying there's a bunch we didn't play, and there's ones I didn't mention. There's that's two crazy. specifically I'll tell you about after this that we can't understand how they're games because <laughs> they were so bad. Okay, so this is probably like this is the slightly, better. This ones. is slightly curated. Okay, and this is not everything that was there. Which is in itself impressive. Yeah. Thriving indie community, which is good. It's just like, I mean, it's not easy to make a game, but it's, it's, <laughs> he got it. He got the fly. It's dead. Um, the access to the Suck tools. Come at me. It's so crazy. Cause like, you know, Joe Smo off the street can make a game. That's Stardew yeah. Valley. Yep. You know, like. It's it's crazy the times we live in. The times we live in. We live in a world we do where it's possible. <laughs> you can do anything you put your mind to. Uh, uh, that's a Key and Peele skit. It's pretty good based on Kevin Garnett's rant after one of the Celtics games. You can do whatever you put your mind to. Go out and you can fly. Jump off a building and fly. I'd like to, in the press conference later, I'd like to... Uh, Apologize. I did not realize what I was saying, and I would like to say I'm sorry to the families that lost their children. <laughs> <laughs> it's just stuff like that. But yeah, no, it's uh, it there were contrary to the year we went and the years I've gone before, I played the most I've ever played mm-hmm. going this year, and I just specifically have played the most indies. Like I was around the indie area more than I was around the AAA, but it's also because at a certain point I knew all the AAA stuff I knew. Yeah, it, I loved I loved Blizzard's booth, mm-hmm. but I'm not about to try to play Battle for Azeroth. Like, I feel like this is the natural evolution of going to packs year after year after year. Yeah, so well, you also, end up like also being ingrained in the culture and news that we are. Yeah, where it's like yeah. I know Detroit's going to be good. Like, I don't need to play Detroit. But then you still have everybody there that's like, yeah, dude, I'm going to play Detroit. I'm going to play Battle for Azeroth. Yeah. And I'm going to go hang out with the Twitch booth. And I'm like, I, okay. After a while, you know what's there. Yeah, I know what's for there. For the main stuff. And I also know what's going to be good and what isn't. I don't, mm-hmm. there's not like I, this, and it's the thing with Detroit where I said, like, I don't want to play that because it's going to potentially spoil things and ruin it for me. Yeah. And I don't want to play Battle for Azeroth because I don't, I, I want to experience that in August. Which I will probably take a day off of work and experience way too much of it in a 24 hour time period. <laughs> but I'm going to do it then. Uh, so, any panels that you want you want to talk about? Uh, panels I went to. I went to. I went to Greg. Uh, Greg Miller had a panel with. Shit, I'm not going to remember anybody else's name on that panel. What was, um, what was the panel? The panel was discussing like uh, gaming through their lives. Like just kind of like what games have meant to them and okay. turning points and certain things where he's like one guy had just had recently like within the last year or something become a streamer and like video games weren't big to him until like the two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the other people on the panel was one of the creators of uh, Secret Hitler mm-hmm. and talking about how she was, you know, 
she would try to game like early on, but her mother would never understand. And then finally, it, it, the switch somewhere flipped where now she jams Overwatch and does all the other stuff. But now, like, mom's in there and, like, reading Overwatch. And, like, will Google just Overwatch and then send her, like, an, a link to a site and be like, is this bad? Do they Is this a nerf to Mercy or something? And she's like, uh, I, you have no idea what you're talking about, mom, but I appreciate it. Yeah. Like, she's trying, trying to understand because yeah. her daughter's now streaming and doing all the other stuff. Mm. Uh, the other guy that was on that was um, Dave Lang. Okay. Uh, he was there and he was talking about how he has three kids. One doesn't give a shit about games. The other two, uh, f- I think, either finally be- beat Zelda or something. And he's like, you know, we would pass it off sometimes or something. But for the most part, I would just sit back and relax and being able to watch them enjoy it and have fun with it. And I was like, yeah, you know, fun yeah. things like that. Greg talking about, you know, the history I already know about him. Yeah. So that one, I uh, went to the PAX acquisition incorporated panel that's their D D game okay that was a ton of fun they played Fortnite. i mean they played a battle royale game sorry uh in a D one-off so like they dropped into the island it, it's hysterical to watch it's really good especially if you mm. enjoy D campaigns which kenny and i do and he's never watched acquisitions incorporated i've seen it from other paxes uh and getting there it was a ton of fun to listen to that he's like you can do whatever you want you can sit in this circle in this corner and just explore (laughs) there's no reason you should think that you have to move anywhere else because there's not a factor in this world that would force you to go somewhere else (laughs) (laughs) stuff like that it was it was actually really well done like they had loot cards and stuff that were it was it was very cool very well done (laughs) um we went to the giant bomb panel okay uh, not knowing, like, I know what Giant Bomb is, but I'm never... Not huge. I'm enough. never in their stuff. I'm never yeah. in watching it or knowing it or anything like that. I did not go to the kind of funny one because that ran into the same time as the Acquisitions Incorporated one. Yeah, it's the and, same stuff every time. All right, yeah. I was like, it's the same stuff every time. They also got apparently told us they had to shut down the stream at one point because Greg told everybody in the area mm-hmm. to take their shirts off. Which, whatever, Greg. Uh... <laughs> Is that you or me? That's that you. was me. Um, yeah, whatever. I don't care. I, I said it was going to be long. Uh, take their shirts off and whatever. And it's just like, yeah, okay, why, why? All right, whatever. Um, but so, I mean, that was whatever. I don't, I like, I know the guys. I don't need to see it. Yeah. Uh, I want to see the one that I hadn't seen. Giant Bomb, once again, I don't know them. And it was good to to listen to for a point, but they're... A lot of it was I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, like there was it wasn't like there was videos or anything. It was just them talking and and talking about things. I'm, I I don't know because I'm not in, which is not their fault. It's not me. Like yeah, but I wanted to see if it was anything I would be intrigued by. The thing that kept happening to Kenny that we could never understand is every panel or somewhere we went, somebody we had seats in front of us that were open, and somebody would sit in front of him every time. And it became just a running joke for the weekend where we got to the – we went to the Mega 64 panel. Mm-hmm. Hilarious guys. And I normally don't watch much of their stuff, but I've known that known about them for years. And then we finally went to their panel. Hysterical videos. Good time. Fun guys. And we're sitting there, whole row open in front of us. Because we purposely sit in the back just because we can see and we don't need to be up with everybody. And like 45 minutes into the panel. It's an hour-long panel. It's either 45 minutes or maybe 30 minutes in is when they started this chose to start the Q&A. Yeah. And as they start the Q&A, somebody 
like another group of people walk in and sit down in no other place but right in front of Kenny. Like, luckily, you chose to walk in at the ass end of this, and it doesn't matter why you're here now. Yeah. But, like, what? What? There's so many open seats, and you chose that one. <laughs> it, was, it was entertaining. Those are the only ones we went to. Yeah, there wasn't a. There wasn't as many panels just looking through the list that I was like, oh, that'd be really good, cool to see. But yeah, there definitely weren't. And that being said, there were still ones that obviously fill up, ones that you know just I'm not intrigued in. Yeah, like I'm sure Markiplier filled the main theater with oh, yeah, all the sure. screaming children he had with him. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was definitely a fun time. Always enjoyable. It was fun to be there for four days because I. You have so much time to get everything done. Yeah. Uh, but, well, th- what I learned, we'll figure out traveling next year. It's just always the thing is like, how do I want to do it? Yeah. It was a good experiment. Car, sure. fly. Have you ever looked train. at tickets? Flying? Yeah. They're too much. Are they? You're looking in the high ones to low twos, probably. Yeah. And train tickets are what? Like 45 each way, yeah. roughly. But it's uh, it's the trading off. Yeah. That if you do the train, you have to pay the extra day at a hotel because there's no you can't make the eight hour trip on the first day of the convention. But if you fly, you could potentially be out there before mm-hmm. noon. Yeah, in like forty five minutes. Yeah, it's like a forty five minute flight for us, and you just Uber from Logan back to our hotel. And if we did the Envoy, I'm sure they would let us drop our bags like they they did for Brandon and I. Like, they tagged our bags and just wrote our names on them. Mm-hmm. And we just left them there. They're like, we'll be back and we'll get them then. But it's all all things we have to see. Yeah. Yeah. But that's uh that's it for Nate's Pax Stravaganza 2018. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> it's like Coachella, but shittier. Which is impressive, actually. <laughs> anyway. We'll see you officially next week back for the regular episodes of Gamers 2 podcast. Yubber doodles. Yubber doodles. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.